Holy Spirit. For it is He who opens our eyes and our spiritual ears to know Jesus. We pray the ministry of the Holy Spirit today. Give us grace to hear from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 is what, well, verse 15 is where I want to start tonight. And this is the Apostle Paul. And he says, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. So Paul was ready to preach the good news. I'm ready to preach the good news too tonight. I really am. Then Paul says something very interesting. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. That word salvation can be translated many different ways, but tonight I want to talk about deliverance. It's the power of God unto salvation or deliverance to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. So the gospel is the power of God. Whenever the gospel is preached, the power of God is released. You can be sure of that. Back in 1991, I was um, not born again, but I was living in the medical center. And I was uh, living over there off of South Loop West, over that way, close to the Astrodome. And I was in my apartment late one night. And um, I had been, we had a partner of mine, we used to hang out after work and drink beer. And we sat in the car. And he would talk about the Bible. He would talk about, because he used to go to church. I went to church too, but I didn't pay no attention when I went. But he used to tell me stories about David and Goliath and things like that. And I'd be drinking beer and just listening to him. Around that season, I guess God began to deal with my heart in some kind of way. But I was in my bedroom... It must have been about 9.30 at night, and I had the Christian TV on, TV station on, Channel 22. Y'all remember Channel 22 back in the day? And I, I, I don't know why I had it on. It was just on. And Fred Price, y'all remember Fred Price? <laughs> he was preaching that night. And I don't know really what he's preaching on, but I was just kind of sitting there at the edge of my bed. And all of a sudden, this joy, unspeakable and full of glory, just touched me. I can't explain it. Even to this day, I cannot explain it. But it, it came over me, and it just rested on me in a mighty, mighty way. And I didn't know what it was. But all I knew, it was good. <laughs> That's all I knew. It was just, 
it was good, and I was like, wow, this is an amazing thing. And as I sat on that bed and began to experience it, about an hour later, I mean, this is this, 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 this on me, and I know what it was now, it's the power of the Holy Spirit, but it was on me, my phone rang, and it was my mother. She called me. It's about 10.30 by now. And Mama said, uh, Baby, uh, I've got a really, really bad headache. I saw that bother you, but I got a really, really bad headache. Do you mind bringing Mama some aspirin? I said, Sure, Mama, I'll bring you some aspirin. Now, she lived uh, in Fifth Ward. Y'all know where Fifth Ward is? Anybody know where Fifth Ward is? That's where she lived. And of course, I was living in the Astrodome area at that time. And I said, Mama, I'll be over there in just a few. I'll bring it. And so I got in my car, stopped by the pharmacy or the store, I believe it was a Fiesta or whatever, and picked up some aspirin, Tylenol or whatever. And I took it over to her. Now, this joy, this power is still on me. It's resting upon me. I can't explain it. I'm not, but all I knew, it was, it was good. All while I was driving over to mom's house. And so when I got to her house, it must have been about maybe 11, 15, 11, 30, something like that. And I still had a key to her house. I remember I still had a key to her house. So uh, I, w- I was able to let myself in. And when I got there, she was laying in the bed. She had a really bad headache, like I said. And uh, I, I said, Mom, I got your, uh, your aspirin. She thinks, thank you, baby. I'm so glad. And I began to tell her, and it just came out of my mouth, Mama, you, Jesus is good. <laughs> just like that. It just came out of nowhere. Just, Jesus is good. She looked at me, because she knew I was a heathen, right? <laughs> she looked at me, and she said, yeah, baby, I know he's good. You know he's good? I, I said, yeah. I, I know he's good, mama. And you could just see that joy came over her. She was just so elated to see that her heathen son was talking about Jesus. Anyway, I, I gave her a medicine and we talked for a while. And uh, I went back home. I said, well, I'll see you to, uh, later on, mama. I hope you feel better. And I, I drove on home. About that time, it must have been close to 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, in those days, I was working at St. Luke's Hospital, and uh, they had me working the morning shift, the 5 a.m. shift at that time. I normally worked the, the evening shift, but once a month, the, the cooks had to come in and do a morning shift. And it was my, my Sunday to do that. This was on a Saturday night going into Sunday. And so anyway, I, uh, I said, man, I... I got to wake up in a few hours. I might as well just stay up, right? Because this power is on me. This, this, this joy is on me. I mean, it's on me. And it won't go away. And I'm happy it won't go away because I had never felt this way before. This peace that passes all... I know what the Bible means when it passes all understanding. I had it. And I was experiencing it. And I was drinking it in, man. And uh, so I stayed up. I said, I might as well stay up, you know. And I did. I stayed up. Didn't I, I, I wasn't talking to God or nothing. It was, just, it was just resting upon me. So I got ready for work. And when I made it to work, 
this, this joy is just still on me. This power is still on me. This peace is still on me. All while I'm working, all the way up until about 11 o'clock for my lunch break. And I remember for my lunch break, I went upstairs to the smoking area. I used to smoke back then. I went upstairs to the smoking area to smoke me a cigarette. And as I was getting ready to light the cigarette, that joy left me just like that. That peace left me just like that. And I heard a voice within my soul. And this voice said, if you don't give your life to me today, you will surely die. Just like that. If you don't give your life to me today, you will surely die. It was, it was a voice to my mind, but I knew what that voice meant. And I was like, wow. Like I said, now I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm definitely afraid because I'm like, this is real. This is spiritual stuff, and this is real. And so I went back downstairs. I finished my shift up. And mind you, this is Sunday. This is Sunday. And I drove home. And uh, I said to myself, I'm going to go to church today. <laughs> I'm going to find a church and I'm going to go. This is around about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 2.30, something like that. So I got home. Now, I've been up all night, so I'm kind of sleepy. So I said, well, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a shower. Then I'm going to take me a nap. Then I'm going to wake up and go to church, find a church to go to. And so I did. I laid down for a little while after I took a shower. And I heard, uh, when I woke up, I heard the devil say, you don't have to do that. Then I heard that voice again. If you don't give your life to me today, you will surely die. I got up. <laughs> I had one suit. One suit. Because I wasn't a church guard. I had one suit. And I put that suit on. And I got in my car. And I say, the first church that I see, I'm going to go into. So I just began to drive over there for 288. And the first church I saw was this Baptist church called Bible Way Baptist Church. Reverend Bible was the pastor. <laughs> and so this is about this is about 3:30 in the afternoon. So when I got to the church I walked in and in the sanctuary there was this lady and these kids in the sanctuary. They were the only ones in the sanctuary. Maybe about five or six kids and this lady. And they were having, a, a, I guess, a Bible study or whatever. And she saw me walk in and she said, Sir, is there anything that I can do for you? And you know, I'm crude. You know what I'm saying? I said, I want to talk to the preacher. She said, Well, he's not here right now, but uh, he'll be in, you know, shortly. He, he stepped out. 
I said, well, uh, she said, you're, you're welcome to join us here with a, with a Bible study. I said, okay. So here I am. She gave me the little book, and I'm sitting down there with the kids. I don't know what, I'm not reading or nothing. I'm just, I'm scared because I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I had joy left, and I'm hearing this voice tell me you're going to die and go to hell if you don't give your life to me. And so anyway, I'm waiting there, and uh, about 45 minutes later, the pastor shows up, and she sees him, and she walks toward the back of the church, and she's talking to him. I see him, her talking to him. She's pointing toward me. And so she walks back, and she says, the pastor will see you now. I say, okay. So I go into his, he welcomes me into his office, and he says, young man, what can I do for you? I say, I need to get saved. He said, why? I said, because I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> Simple as that. I don't want to go to hell. He said, I'll tell you what. We're going to have a service tonight. They had, you know, evening services. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. And sure enough, um, I, I, waited, I waited till the service started. And it wasn't that many people, maybe about the size of the people here tonight. But uh, after he preached, he gave the invitation. And uh, I was the only one got up that night. And he handed me the microphone. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. I, all I could say was, Jesus is my friend. That's all I said. <laughs> after he led me to the Lord. And um, he said, young man... I don't normally do this. We usually baptize once a month, and we just baptized last week. But I'm going to do something for you. Next week, I'm going to baptize you. And uh, he did. I, I, I came back to church that next Sunday, and I got baptized. I got saved that night and got baptized. That's why, you know, that's kind of a little testimony. There's a lot of other things happen, too. But that's why I'm not ashamed of this gospel. That's why I'm not ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost. Because that's what it was. The Holy Ghost came upon me. And um, the power of God came upon me. And, and I've been addicted to the power of God ever since. I've always, uh, I've always taught on deliverance. A couple of years later, uh, I was um, looking at Christian TV. And uh, Channel 22. By, by now, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up with the Word of God. I'm, I'm devouring the Word of God every day. I'm uh, joining the church. But... Um, I didn't stay at the, by the way, I didn't stay at the Baptist church too long. I stayed there for a little while, and I got with the Holy Ghost folk, right? And so, yeah, the Holy Ghost folk, the, the tongue talkers, right? So I got with those people, and so that's why. Anyway, um, I'm looking at Christian television. I'm trying to get my time together. Maybe, maybe it was maybe about 
six or seven months later after I got born again, something like that. So I'm still smoking. I'm I'm saved, but I'm still smoking cigarettes. I'm loving the Lord. But I'm still bound with this nicotine. So I'm looking at Christian television, and they got this prophet on, on, on Channel 22, and he's taking calls and praying for people live on TV. And so I called in, <laughs> and I say, um, and I talked to him. His name was Reverend, Reverend Crawford. No, we'll forget him. And uh, he says, um, I said, well, I, I need prayer to get delivered from cigarettes and a lot of other things. He said, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to pray for you, brother. And so he did. He prayed with me. And hung up the phone. Well, about 10 minutes later, he called back. He called me back. He says, you know, uh, sir, I don't normally do this, but uh, God is telling me that he's calling you to the ministry. I say, oh, yeah? <laughs> he said, yeah, God is telling me he's calling you to the ministry and that uh, he begins to quote some scriptures and this, that, and the other. And then he begins to say, no, this is real. God's calling you to me. He wants you to be a preacher. And uh, he's going to visit you tonight. And when he visits you tonight, you need to say yes. You need to tell him yes. I say, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I can do that. And so he didn't visit me like that, you know, like you could see him, but I could just sense that, you know, and I did. I said, yeah, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't know nothing about preaching. I don't know nothing about ministry or anything like that. And I'm not really wanting to do this, but I'll do it if you want me to do it. And so anyway, uh, he invited me to his church. He said, I'll tell you what, I want you to come out to my church we're, gonna have, we're having a revival, and uh, I want you to come out one night. And he invited me. I forget what, kind of, what night it was. It might have been a, like a Thursday night. And I, I found his church, and uh, I met him for the first time, the, the, the prophet, Prophet uh, Crawford. And uh, he called me into his office. He prayed all, over me. And then he had a bunch of other prophets with him that night. Bunch of, a lot of them, they were, they were there. They were on stage, similar to this. They had their chairs on stage. And he tells me to come up there and sit with them. And I'm like, really? I ain't trying to sit with no preachers, you know what I'm saying? But he says, no, I want you to come up here. And he introduces me to all these prophets. And, and he's saying, telling me, I'm in the ministry too. He's like, I ain't preached, never preached a sermon. You said, well, I'm in the ministry. So I'm sitting up here with these prophets. And I'm like, man, what's going on? So anyway, long story short, at the end of the um, night, the prophets were prophesying over people and laying hands on people. And they were beginning to call people out in terms of what their ministry call would be. And so when it got to me, I was, I, actually I was leaving. And... Uh, this prophet, he pointed at me, and he said, teaching 
and deliverance. That's what God is calling you to. A teaching ministry and it's going to have deliverance in it. When he spoke it, I didn't know what he was talking about, but I begin to understand through the years, teaching, that's mainly what I do. I do a lot of teaching and the deliverance. I teach on deliverance all the time. I don't know why. I know why now. It's the Holy Spirit. It's what God wants me to teach on. He wants me to teach on deliverance. Teach my people to receive my power. He told me that one time. Teach my people to receive my power. So on these Wednesday nights going forward, a lot of the teaching that, that you'll hear from me anyway is, is on deliverance because I try to be obedient to God. And I'm not ashamed of it either. I'm, I'm going to teach it the way God tell me to teach it. And uh, I remember I was talking to Pastor Goodluck about it. And Pastor, you know, man, he would listen to you, you know what I mean? And you could just talk to him. And, 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 and I told him, we was talking one day, and I was telling him about the teaching ministry and all that that God, God called me to. And I said, Pastor, but the deliverance part, I don't really understand it in terms of because I've, I've, God's used me in that area. But he said, he said, don't worry about it, Pastor. As you go and go and go, you'll, it'll develop more and more and more. And so I, I found comfort in that. Pastor could always comfort you. You know what I'm saying? He could always comfort you and just make things plain and simple to you. But no, uh, teaching and deliverance is, is the main uh, focus of the things that God had me doing. And I, I just pray that, um, and I asked Pastor Angela to pray for me. Didn't I ask you to pray for me? To pray for me because um, just like y'all, just like any Christian, we, 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 we come under attack. When you are following God, when you're doing what God wants you to do, there's going to be a heavy, heavy attack against you. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen? And we're, we're talking about, in this series, talking about comprehending and acknowledging the power of Christ within. That's the key. Understanding that God's power rests on the inside of us. And that night, when the Spirit of God came upon me, uh, now He's in me, amen. He lives in me. And no weapon formed against me can prosper, amen. That, that's, that's, the, the, that's what the mindset we have to develop. We're going to experience challenges in life. Amen? But we are designed by God to overcome each and every one of them. The scripture says he, he always causes us to triumph. I mean always. I like that word always. He always causes us to I don't care how dark it gets, how much pressure the enemy brings, he can't defeat us when we understand these things. And so that's what God is doing. He's fortifying his people in this hour by way of the word of God. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. And that's the revelation God wants to bring to us in this, uh, this season. 
that it's going to be by the Word of God where your deliverance is going to happen. That next step that God's going to take you to, it's going to be because of your belief and faith in the Word and in the power of God and of Jesus Christ. Amen? I want to go now to Colossians chapter 2. Let's go there. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. He's so gracious and so kind to save a rich like me. Amen. In spite of me. Hallelujah. Chapter 2, verse 6. I love Bible study. The Bible says here in verse 6, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And that's the call of God for the believer to walk in him, to experience him in the way that he wants you to experience him. Walk in him. The scripture says in verse 7, rooted and built up in him. That's what we're doing tonight where every time we ingest the word of God, we're developing strong roots. Amen. Rooted and built up in who? In Christ. Established in the faith as you have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. So that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's building deep roots by way of the word of God. And we're becoming built up in Christ so that no matter what storm we face, we can't be blown away by it. We'll be able to stand strong against every attack of the enemy. No matter what, if it's sickness, no matter if the enemy attacks your family, you will have the victory. Because that's the will of God for us. Verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you you with philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. You know, we got to be delivered from men, right? We got to be delivered from what people think. We got to be delivered from traditional teaching that is not based on the Word of God. Wise tales and philosophies. This book is what we base our faith on. If God says it, it's ours. And we can experience it by by way of the Holy Spirit. So Paul says, beware, lest any man spoil you, rob you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world. And not after Christ. So, if it's not talking about Christ, if I'm not experiencing, if it's not talking about the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God, and our access to it, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Because the Word of God teaches us that Christ in us is the hope of glory. And we can experience through the anointing Everything that the, that the cross has afforded us, the resurrection power and life of Jesus Christ, that's our inheritance. Now, we can be talked out of it, 
And the devil can deceive us and, and, and cause us to think that, you know, that we're ordinary. And we talk through the Word of God. We find out through the Word. We're, we're definitely not ordinary. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. We have access to things that the world don't have access to. And God expects us to live differently and overcome things that the world can't overcome because of the Christ in us. The only thing that holds us back is when we get off in this traditional thinking, religious thinking, and we leave the Word of God behind. But when we meditate on the Word day and night, like the Bible says, we can begin to see ourselves as God sees us. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to begin to see ourselves as He sees us. And when we do that, that is when the power of God is released in our lives. Verse 9, for in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus, the Son of God, he was God in the flesh. He had all the godly attributes because he was God. But the Bible says something about us in verse 10. And you are complete in him. (laughs) In other words, Everything that Jesus was on the earth, we have access to. As he is, so are we in this present world. Everything that he did when he walked the earth, we can do also. If we believe it. That's the key. We have to believe these things. This can't just be, uh, you know, something that on, on Wednesday night we, we talk about and we hear preached on, but we have to believe it and walk out those doors believing and understanding that this is who we are in Him. See, the devil is not impressed when we, when we come to church and sit down and, and open our Bibles and hear the preacher preach. He's a, he gets impressed when we go out there in the world with the power of God and we come against him and push him back. And we get violent about it. And we're not intimidated by him because we know who we are in him. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So Jesus defeated the devil, therefore we can walk in the blessing of that victory. Verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, buried with Christ in baptism, wherein you are also risen with him through faith in the operation of God. So I got to have faith in everything that God did for me through Christ. Faith in the operation of God. I got to, I got to readily begin to understand what the cross did for me and what the resurrection did for me. And so now when I begin to understand that, I can begin to walk differently and live differently in the earth because of the knowledge of that. Faith in the operation of God. I understand and believe that when Jesus was raised from the dead, I was raised from the dead with him. A new man, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I cannot be defeated. You've got to walk around with, with a power consciousness. That's what I'm talking about tonight. A power consciousness. 
not thinking that we're anything in ourselves, but that we're everything in him and believing it. So when we get a, a uh, bad report from the doctor, we're not shaking. We look at it. We examine it. We say, you know what? Thank you, doctor, for your uh, expertise. And I'll use your, the understanding that I get from you. I know how to pray now. But I'm not going down. I'm not going to be defeated. This is the mindset of the believer. And this is the mindset of our church going forward. See, we are more than conquerors. That's just it. I don't know where you are tonight. I don't know what you're going through tonight. But you're going to overcome that thing by the power of the Holy Ghost. You're going to become rooted and grounded in the truth. Jesus said something about the truth. He said, you'll know the truth, and the truth that you know, it'll make you free. But now, getting to this this place, or to this point, does not come automatically. If it did, everybody would be overcoming. It takes a diligence in terms of a, uh, your relationship with God and developing it. And it's not hard to do. All it is is what, what, what is called surrender. It's called Holy Spirit, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to see Jesus. I want to see him high and lifted up. And his train filling the temple. And I want <clears throat> to live at his feet in divine worship, in divine love, in divine humility, and in divine obedience. Somebody said, well, that's, that's kind of difficult for me. <clears throat> well, it's difficult for us when we're trying to do it in our own strength. But when I ask God to give me grace, to give me mercy, to give me divine light, to live at his feet, to see him as he really is, that is when the power of God and the holy place becomes real. Somebody know what I'm talking about. So I got to develop faith in the operation of God. I got to believe That when Jesus was raised from the dead, God saw me raised from the dead with him. And I have access to all of those things that he has access to at the right hand of God. That's my place. See, your inheritance and my inheritance is located at the very right hand of God. Jesus is enthroned there. And he's enthroned there to represent you and I. Uh, we got to see it that way. He's never denied anything there. And you'll never be denied anything there that's in that covenant. Let's close in the, the book of Philemon. This is going to be a, a, a long series. I'm just laying foundation tonight. Thank you, Lord. Philemon, 
verse 4. I thank my God making mention of thee always in my prayers. <laughs> That's a blessing right there. To have somebody committed to pray for you. He says, I make mention of you always. Paul said, always in my prayers. Philemon was a blessed man. And what, <laughs> if he had Paul praying for him. Hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. Paul says, I've been hearing about your love and your faith that you have toward Jesus and toward the the saints of God. Then he says something very interesting in verse 6. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in, Christ, in you in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that again. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now what Paul was saying is this. He, he was saying this. My faith becomes affected when I begin to understand and acknowledge what God has given to us in the power of the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus. See, until I begin to understand and acknowledge and comprehend those things, my faith is limited. But my faith becomes effective or it becomes alive when I begin to acknowledge all that has been done for me in Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit that, that dwells on the inside of us. When I begin to acknowledge it, when I begin to understand that He truly lives on the inside of me, God truly lives on the inside of me, the deity of the universe truly lives on the inside of me. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, when He peeled back His humanity, and that, that glory that they saw, that same glory lives on the inside of you right now. Because God lives on the inside of you. Now what devil can defeat you when you understand it? Your faith comes alive when you understand it. It becomes effective. You go to that level where the enemy can come in, but he can never defeat you. Because you have an understanding and you acknowledge what God is. It glorifies God when you understand that. God is well pleased with his people Readily recognize the greater one living on the inside of them. It honors him when we understand what he has done for us in Christ. So he says, your faith becomes effective then. That's when you can begin to speak to the mountains. And the mountains have no choice but to obey you. That's when you begin to speak to sickness. And sickness has no choice but to leave. That's when deliverance becomes commonplace. And we begin to draw from the wells of salvation. From all of the deliverance that Christ Jesus afforded us. 
This is where God wants us. This is where God wants us. Comprehending and acknowledging the power of Christ within. And it's not head knowledge anymore. It's not just in my mind. But I recognize and understand it. So when I see something that is of the curse, I understand that God has me there to bring deliverance to the captives. That's, that's your job. That's, that, somebody said, well, that's the preacher. No, that's every believer. Stand to your feet tonight. Pray with you. Father, we thank you tonight for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word, for your cross, for your tomb, and for your resurrection. We tonight acknowledge what you have done through your Son. The eternal life, O oh God, that has been given to us through faith in Jesus. Eternity, Father, started for us the moment we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have the powers of another world living on the inside of us because of the mighty Holy Spirit within. Begin to give your people a divine revelation of the Christ in them. and of the grace that has been afforded them through the resurrected Jesus. And let the words that come out of our mouth be your anointed word. And let us begin to think your thoughts. Give us the mind of Christ as we meditate on your truth. And Father, we'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor for every manifestation of your spirit, all the miracles, all the signs, all the wonders that we're about to see, Father God, we'll give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. And thank you for coming tonight.